Welcome to episode 28 of Forging the Journey, where we discuss the joys and struggles of our entrepreneurial journey. I'm Greg Davis. And I'm Jared Dobb. And uh, how's your week going so far, buddy? Good. Yeah, I, it's a funny story. Um, it's kind of not business related, kind of business, business related, but yesterday, well, yesterday, I don't know if you saw the Instagram, but I was at a Second Amendment rally in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. And... So Sunday night, I had two people message me on Instagram, like fuming, really upset about the fact that I'm in Pennsylvania, have a big page and wasn't promoting the rally. And I was like, what rally? (laughs) I had no idea there was one even going on. So I um, started looking into it, found out it was yesterday, got to the office and then you know, around eight o'clock, I shot a text over to Ben and Noah at Wiseman Company, and I asked them if they were going. They said they were. So I quick piled all my crap in the car, drove whatever it is, 40 minutes to them, met up with them, drove the rest of the way to Harrisburg, and we spent the day um, up there. So kind of a, a random turn of events for a Monday, and I didn't expect to be yeah. you know, out of the office all day, but it was pretty good. Yes, it, it, tell us about the rally what was that experience like so i i have i've had mixed experiences with rallies like this um because i i think i'll put it this way i think they're important Um, i think it's important to remind representatives that you know they they represent principles laid out in our constitution so they have to make sure that anything that they're doing um adheres to the constitution um, so, I, I mean, they need to see people out there, you know, speaking of voice, I mean, we all have the right to speak our mind. And I think it's important for people to do that. I think where the gun community kind of falls short is in the, the branding and marketing aspect. <laughs> and uh, you, you, you kind of knew that, um, you, you know, it was kind of an open carry rally in Pennsylvania. It's legal to open carry. It's a constitutionally protected way of carrying a firearm. I, mean, I, don't, I don't have any problem with that. It's just the the media likes to take these rallies and make everybody at the rally look kind of like a redneck that's yeah. you know uneducated, and it doesn't help that tons of people showed up in like dark multicam and with like Mosin Nagants and you know what I'm saying like it, and I just the whole time was like man you guys have your mindset there like your beliefs are there, but we don't have a refined image. And I was just thinking to myself, like, what if I would have brought a hundred people to that rally and we were dressed in suits and ties, like right. clean, like, you know, I'm, I'm talking like clean cut suits, ties, and we had our SBRs and suppressors and you were, you know, say open carry was your statement or whatever. That image would be much harder for the media to take and run and do crazy stuff with um, then, you know, a bunch of dudes that look like a biker gang with cut off sleeves and like, none of that's wrong. And I'm not judging the people for their looks, but we have to, you know, I just found myself thinking like, man, we, we need in this state, a complete revamp of our branding. Um, if we're going to take it, you know, if we're going to be taken seriously, um, cause like I thought, you know, as I was there, I was taking pictures the whole time and I'll share some of them on my Instagram and stuff. Um, but the whole time I was thinking, you know, I'm taking these pictures and if I was anti-gun, I could twist these things yeah. 
so hard. And they did some of the local newspapers, man, they picked the, um, you know, the dudes that have the, I will not comply shirts. And they're also, you know, largely overweight. They probably couldn't run a mile if you know what I mean? And, And again, I'm not judging people, but they're going to pick the loud voice and the person that fits the narrative the best. Um, so I was just, I, I was encouraged because I got to meet a ton of other people that I know in the industry, um, went to lunch with Adam Kraut and a couple other people. So I think it was productive. I think that it was a good thing and I don't want to make people think that it's, it's not, but I also just kind of, I put up the story on my personal Instagram page, just like hopefully, hopefully getting people to kind of spin the wheels and think about it. You know, if our state protects open carry. And I think that it should, but if you're going to do that at this rally, we have to make sure that there's literally no way that the media can twist how we're doing this. You know, I'm so glad uh, you said all of that because I've got, cause I agree uh, just on, on all of that. And it's, I have, I have, I have a really hard time going to those rallies because I know the people that I'm going to be standing shoulder to shoulder with. And I, and I, I want to be associated with the movement and I want to be associated with what's behind it, but I have such a hard time being okay, being associated with and standing next to that guy that you're talking about. That's going to be on the news and it's going to be used. And it's just, and you know, I put my energy and my time into writing and calling you know, my representatives and, you know, so I, I'm, I'm active in it, but so far I've not been real active in going to the rallies and, and, and part of that bums me out because, because I, I, I do think it's, it's important to get more bodies out there seen, you know, you know, getting just cause you see the mass of people that's out there from MDA and then you see how many people turn out to the pro gun rallies and and you want to see more people out there for you know for the pro gun side of things um but i can also understand why some people don't want to be associated with a crowd that shows up to that and so that's yeah that's my struggle and i i can hear that struggle in your voice too and that's and that's uh and yeah that's tough um it is and you want you know i'm i do a lot behind the scenes as well. Um, I, I feel like I spend more time than I should just, it's so time consuming when you're conversing with any of your representatives or anything, and you end up having to go through so many people. If you want to talk to them on the phone, it's nearly impossible to sit down with them. Um, so these, these rallies would be a really, a really good opportunity, but, um, you know, I, I also, I don't, I wonder how much some, you know, sometimes I find myself thinking like how much actually comes from the rally itself. Is it, is it a pep rally of us with our own group, which think, is probably what it kind of is. I, I think there's multiple layers to it. Yeah. I, I think there's, there's a layer of it. You, you, you get to see other like-minded people and realize that you're not alone in this. And I think that's important to feel that community and, I think it also sends a message like you're saying. I think it sends a message to, uh, you know, you know, know, the people that you're trying to send a message to that man, look at all those people, you know, we, we need to remember that 
that there that there's this group too. So yeah, I mean, I definitely think it's important. And on one hand, I'm 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 glad for the people that that show up and and put bodies out there. And the other, but on the other hand, I I wish that that uh, that we try to do a better job of representing and being taken seriously. Um, and, and not so obviously filling that, that narrative because that, that narrative exists for a reason because it is there. Um, unfortunately, I think our community makes it so easy to, you know, you know to form that narrative and you know, the negative narrative and, and go with it. So, yeah. And it, it's usually the ones that really stand out and it's, it's a shame because the media has run with the narrative. Um, you know, militias at, at one point in our nation were fundamental in us breaking away from, um, government rule and creating our own country. Um, and for the past probably hundred years, you know, the media has run with the narrative that militia groups are extremists or, and some are, I'm sure. Um, but it just doesn't help when we're showing up with, you know, it, like, again, all I can describe is it's like, it looked like a, some of them, not all of them, some of them look very professional and were really well, um, well-spoken and I mean, you could kind of tell who was who in the group. Um, but it's so easy to run with the militia narrative when you're wearing a, a 3% shirt and, you know, and I, and I get the. Um, I get the emotion behind it. Yeah. You know, you and I have had so many talks, you, me and Dusty were t- talking about all this stuff on the drive for hours. So, uh, you know, and people that follow me know where I'm standing. I'm not going to go into my politics here, but um, I get the emotion behind it. And I just think that there's so much more that we could do if we kind of refined how we approach that. And, you know, I could make excuses for why, it is the way it is, but me, you know, I, I ultimately think that it's just our responsibility to stand up, fill the void. And, you know, if I recognize that there needs to be a, a different branded movement, well, now there's kind of a little bit of a responsibility on my shoulders. I feel like it's just hard to balance that because, you know, you and I are so in, ingrained in our businesses as is, I mean, not that anybody else doesn't have jobs and things, but you know, I, I'd struggle to find the time and as I've been thinking a lot lately, it's like, well, if I'm not happy with my local government and how things are going, well, I've already recognized the problem. Now I need to step in and become part of that solution. But you wonder, you know, how, how do you even do that balancing a business startup and all of this other stuff? I mean, it just sounds totally um, unattractive. <laughs> I'll put it that way. Yeah. But I don't know. It's just stuff I've been just thinking about because, like I said, it's, I think it's a, that's the reality that we're a part of right now. Yep. But, oh, cool. Uh, so what else is going on? Hey, man, just plugging away. Last month was a good month for us. Um, you know, we, we talked about that a, a little bit. I'm not really sure why. <laughs> it's funny. It, it's like I feel like the constant battle of business owner is, hey, that month was great. Not really sure why that happened. Hey, that month sucked. I don't know why that happened either. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, and not that we're clueless. You know, I don't want people to think that we're clueless. But at the same time, you're you're trying so much stuff. You're um, 
you know, some months you can feel like you're not doing that much, but it's a good month. And then other months it's like, you feel like you're busting your butt and you're getting nowhere. Yeah. I feel like last month um, I was super busy and I was, I had my hands in a lot of different things, but at the same time, I feel like it was productive. Um, and going into this month, um, you know, I, I kind of expect the same, but I'm not really sure. I'd, I'm just trying to, um, keep focused and keep plugging forward. Uh, I've just been finding that my brain's been super distracted and trying to, you know, be precise with my steps. Yeah. Kind of where I'm at keeping a game plan going forward. But what about you? What do you got going on? Well, I finally, I feel like I've begun, uh, summer, which I'm, which I'm super excited about. And, it's on a few different levels. One, Dusty finished up uh, his his semester, and so he's he's here full time now. So that is just such a it, it just takes instantly takes weight off my shoulders. Like right now, I can be doing this podcast and not be thinking about oh, I haven't packed orders yet, I haven't checked my emails yet, I haven't done this. Like there's stuff getting done right now as I'm doing this podcast, and I'm able to relax a little bit more and. Uh, yesterday we went to the range. It was a beautiful day and we had a ton of orders because we did, um, our made a fourth be with you drop over the weekend, which was huge and very successful. We had a ton of orders to get packed. And if it wasn't for him being off, there's no, it would have taken me all day to pack orders, but we knocked it out in half a day. And, uh, nice. And, and so we, we knocked that out and we were able to go to the range and, and we spent basically the rest of the day at the, at the range getting some video and pictures and mostly just shooting and having fun. And, and none of that could happen if, if he wasn't here. So, um, I feel like that was kind of a fun way to kick off our summer and with him being here full time. And, and really, I feel like now I can start to, um, I can start to shift some of my attention in different areas because I'm not, because I have time now. Um, you know, now that I have him here full time, I can delegate more to him. I can, I can take some stuff off my shoulders. I'm caught up on machining for right now. So I feel like for at least this week I can take off machining. So, uh, I've got a lot of stuff I want to sit down and focus on. I got some, uh, I just have a couple just kind of, Kind of simple ideas. One is I got some, uh, I was in different handgun magazines and, and I want to start selling magazines with Neomags, which kind of makes sense. Right. And so, nice. Um, so I want to put together some packages and stuff like that and, and try to get some other products coming through. You don't make a whole lot of margin on them, but it's something. And, uh, and that's actually something that's actually something I've, that I took away from the first quarter of uh, the first four months of the year is, um, is how nice it is to have another product. The Rask has been, even though it's not the wildly successful product that the Neomag is, it's been successful. And, and what the Rask has done, um, for the company, uh, you know, just already just, you know, just having another product with a good margin on it and, and, and just what's that, what that's done for us so far. Uh, it's got me hungry to uh, start getting some other products going, which I do have a couple other products rolling right now. Um, 
one of which I'm excited about mostly because I don't have to do anything with it. I have, it's, it's a, it's an outs- outsourced product. Actually, one of our friends is, is going to be doing for us. And so I'm excited about that. And I've got a few other things that I'm, uh, you know, that I'm trying to get to. So I'm excited. I'm excited for the summer. Um, and I'm just excited to be able to kind of keep working towards growing this thing. And yeah. Yeah. That is, it is exciting to think like as our businesses have grown, um, I, I very clearly can see the picture unfolding. And I remember when we started, my whole focus was just, you know, how can I sell my product, all of this stuff? I need to sell a lot of this stuff. And, you know, it was just this hustle to get those couple products out. And now as I see this painting coming into into picture, I see other opportunities of how we can partner other things up with TA targets and, and uh, do some co-branding stuff and help other companies out. And it's just neat as you kind of open up your eyes and you're, you're offered uh, newer opportunities, you know, capitalizing on them and moving forward and, and pursuing that stuff. It, it's a unique, it's cool. I, I, that's the only way I could put it. It's neat to just be spinning your head thinking, what's the next step for my company? Um, what can I do? And then actually being in the place where it's feasible now. Um, Cause you know, two years ago, some of this stuff that we're planning over here in our office would not have been possible whether that's because of, um, you know, not having the brand recognition or maybe not just not even having the cash in the company to be able to afford to pursue anything else. It's, I, I'm sure that's what most small business owners experience kind of the, a little bit of freedom as you're growing to explore and, and pursue other stuff as well. Yeah, for sure. And kind of, you know, just w- w- with what you said there and kind of what I was talking about with, with how I can kind of shift my attention and do some different things. And it kind of brings me a question. How has, um, how has your job and your responsibilities changed from when, from inception to where you are now? You know, like what responsibilities have you, did you start with? And I guess what responsibilities do you still have or what responsibilities you know, have you been able to give up over the over the last four years? How's that changed for you? It's it's changed drastically, and I think that's the story of the the small business owner. I've I've talked about it before that if you're in the very beginning phases, the first thing that you're going to notice as you start out is like you you don't know enough, <laughs> and you've you've got these huge voids that open up, and you've got to fill them with yourself. You've got to learn how to do all this different stuff. And so at the beginning, I feel like I probably wore like a hundred different hats. At least that's what it felt like. Yeah. Um, I handled everything from designing, um, you know, I I would draw out some kind of prototype and then I would burn a prototype, weld it together myself, show Ethan, Ethan would bounce ideas back with me. He'd modify something. Um, so he was always helping me out with the the R and D stuff, but there was a spell where I would run the table, you know, I would, I would load the sheets on the table. I would burn out the parts. I would do some of the basic fabrication. Most of it was, 
when it came to any fabrication, cause I'm not really, I'm not the best fabricator, but it was mostly prototype stuff where if there was a void, I'd jump in and do a little bit at the beginning. I remember I, the one night I was here, I mean, it's happened multiple times, but I just very clearly remember one night I was here till probably four in the morning, just running the bandsaw, cutting, and this was before we did laser cutting for the tubes and automated that process. But I was bandsawing tubes for hours, just hours and hours and hours. It took me forever. Uh, And so I went from, at the beginning, doing some of the fabrication, all of the burning, really, um, ordering, I ordered hardware, I handled all customer relations, social media, did the packaging, shipping, ordered all the packaging, shipping supplies, things like that, and handled all of that, you know, probably from the start of inception to, I don't know, about, it was probably a year, it was about a year ago that we, we got Mark on board. So it was up until last year that, I was doing all the shipping and all of that stuff. Um, so, I mean, it, it's been a long journey to get me to the point where now I'm mostly focused on the marketing aspect of things. I mean, I do the R and D. I still do the designing. I, I work in AutoCAD and a couple other programs. I still program the CNC programs for the table. And other than that, I mean, Ethan, this past year at the beginning of the year, we brought him in and he took over production work. So he handles all of the orchestration of what needs built, painted all that stuff. We have Mark who now took over all of shipping. So I don't worry about shipping or inventory or anything like that. Um, but I mean, that took almost four years to even get to that point. And I still, I, I, at first I struggled with the idea of letting go of a lot of this different stuff. But now I'm just sitting here thinking, man, I can't wait till I can delegate this right? and this step and this step. And, and really what it comes down to is I guess the way that I see it is especially right now with where we're at, I'm in a, I'm in the only seat that's going to generate revenue for the company. And in reality, I mean, there's other people that step in and will help me out with other things, but I'm the main person bringing in the sales. And so anything that I'm doing right now that doesn't directly impact sales takes my time away from selling. And that's kind of where we moved was anything that doesn't have to do with the marketing or the branding. And it may not even have a dollar amount, but if it, if it doesn't ultimately lead to reaching people to sell our product, we've started to delegate that away from me, which has freed me up to do so much more. Um, but yeah, I, it was a painfully slow process. Yeah. You know, and I, I think that's normal. That's part of the journey. Absolutely. And that's, and I don't know about you, but just cause I, cause I think about, you know, I mean, the beginning, I mean, I've always, I've been the only one doing it, doing this, until about a year ago when I hired Dusty. Um, so it was like three years of, of, of this constant hustle and of having to do everything from, you know, from sourcing products and quoting things and to building and, and assembling Neomags and bending 
clips or to, I mean, you know, website guy, the, the, yeah, I didn't even mention that <laughs> the, the sales, the social media, the, um, I mean, everything. And, uh, and it took me a while to get to the point where I was okay letting go of some of those things. And now I'm to the point where I can't wait to let go of, uh, of more things. But at the same time, I think, you know, part of me always wants to always wants to have my feet grounded in that in that that kind of bootstrapper mentality you know like i always want to be grounded in the in the it, so the, the, there's kind of two i think there's two important roles probably for both of us in this is that one i think it's important that that, that we have our head in the clouds which which me means you know, dreaming of that next thing, the next product, the next, um, you know, the, you know, the future of the company, but also keep our feet grounded in what needs to get done right now and, and be willing to still keep my, you know, get my hands dirty. Cause, cause I'll be honest, I've built, I could probably, it's probably been, I don't know, maybe a hundred Neo mags I've built in the last year. Dusty's built, thousands of them and that's been something i was extremely willing to let go of um but i still am very involved obviously i'm still you know you're very involved in everything else neomag and and uh and i kind of see myself getting to the point um next year when dusty goes full-time full-time because he has one more semester in the fall and then he's done um you know i'd like to get to the point where Dusty's handling basically everything Neomag and I, but I still want to be involved in like the, the custom shop stuff just cause I really enjoy that. And, and I've, I've got the creative mind and stuff like that uh, more so I think. And so, um, yeah, so I, I've, I've seen, I've seen my responsibilities um, not necessarily change, but, been able to let go of of things but then within the last year i've I've added cnc machinist to it and um and boss and manager you know I, i've added that to uh to it and and yeah i there there's still things that i want to there's still things that i want to do <clears throat> but i can't yet because i because i'm not able to delegate those tasks yet so you know, so where do you see your position going in the future? You know, and where do you see your responsibilities changing and what responsibilities do you think you'll, that you have now that you always have? My biggest thing that I want to do, especially as we add people onto our team is kind of what, I like how you described about dreaming, you know, having your head in the clouds, keeping your feet grounded. Um, I just at the core want to see people growing and I want to have an impact on people's lives. So if I can bring on good people onto our team as our business grows, I would love to let them just be nurtured and grow into their position and take ownership of it and not have me micromanage you know, what they're doing. And 
I think both of us have that same mindset, just trying to balance, um, balance that out for the sake of our employees as well. Um, I, I think that I see where my position's going is I'm, we're kind of refining it. I guess that's the way, the best way to put it is just a constant evolution of right now. I'm kind of, I'm not doing the grunt work of fabrication per se. Um, I really haven't built anything for the last at least a year. I, I haven't assembled a target or really packed a box or done any of that. I mean, I, I keep my finger on the pulse out in the shop, but I, I, that's an area we put Ethan into. So I kind of let him, you know, I gave him full ownership of that and just trust that he's going to make sure stuff gets done. And he does where I see myself going and I don't know the time frame is pretty much managing a marketing team at some point. And then like you were saying with your custom, uh, your custom shop Neomags, I'll still probably be uh, the main person behind initial prototyping and custom stuff that we do. Or even, yeah, I I am definitely a dreamer. So I'm constantly thinking, and I I think sometimes it might stress out Ethan and Kirby (laughs) because I'm always like, oh, here's what we got to do in five years. And, you know, in five years where I see TA targets would probably blow people's minds. But I think that you need to have that audacious, huge goal at some point, you know, even if it's unrealistic and we've talked about that, but I see my, my position moving more into the, the realm of dreaming and you know, kind of landscaping the, the business as we're moving forward. But I have a huge passion around the media creation, the image of the company. And as I build out a team, I just really think that what I'm going to end up doing is hiring on people for the marketing end of things. And then just teaching them the values of what our company is and the image we're trying to portray and then letting them you know, take the brunt of that load as I'm just kind of nurturing that forward, making sure that I'm keeping us grounded and I'm keeping the image and the, the company's morals and the, the compass pointed in the right direction. Um, but I, I don't know, as much as I say that things have changed so much since we started, I, I don't, I don't know how to give a definite answer of where I'll be in my position but I see things like, um, I don't know, some of the office tasks, invoicing, things like that. You know, the, the office things that are kind of taken away from my day. I, I definitely see this, those things getting offloaded very soon. I don't think that that's going to take. Okay, that's, that, that, that was kind of going to be my next question is, is you know, what, what tasks or responsibility do you have right now? that are holding you back from doing your job better. Yeah, I I think probably answering some of the questions that I get, which this kind of tears me up a little bit because I really enjoy customer interaction. Yeah. And I know you do too. Yeah. But there are certain things that get asked or are said that I don't, I, I wouldn't have to personally handle. Um, things like when, when one of our vendors sends an invoice, you know, I don't, I don't really have to do anything with it, but I get all the invoices. Um, there's lots of 
paperwork and, and office things, you know, I say I'm working with a department and they say, Hey, we need your W nine. It, there's things that, and it's hard to explain because there's so much, there's just so much, but all of the little things I could definitely delegate so that I can focus on things like the branding, making the newsletters, but even things like newsletters um, or following up with abandoned carts or things like that could definitely be delegated. And honestly, I I guess the reason I'm at the point where I, I could so easily see myself delegating some of that is because I don't have, I'm not insanely skilled in things like graphic design. Right. I'm not the best at making you doing website changes. That's just not my area. Um, honestly, probably one of the areas I'm, and people have told me that I'm usually strongest in is just communicating with the team or communicating with other people. And if I could, if I could see myself shifting towards that, just communicating with my team and kind of nurturing them along and, and helping them to see the dream of TA targets. I feel like that's probably where I'm going to be transitioning to. And then if I could free up all of that other stuff that allows me to think of things that we could do, you know, be that the dreamer that comes up with some random crazy product that everyone's like, you're nuts. It's not going to work. <laughs> yeah. You know, I don't know. It's, it's so hard. It, it's weird. I don't, I don't know why it's so hard to think of a definitive answer, but it's probably because everything's always evolving. But what about you? So I, I think, you know, you know, there, there are a lot of, of little things. And when I think about some of the paperwork side of things, I would, I would love, I'd love to offload that stuff, but it's not a big enough task. It doesn't really take up, take up that much time. But when I think about things that, that are my biggest time, time takers that I wish I wouldn't, you know, just, I wish that I could offload honestly, that's some of those things are why, why I'm so excited right now because Dusty's here and, he, and he's going to take us over. Like one thing is packing orders that it, it, it doesn't take, I don't know, some, you know, some days it can take it, especially Mondays. Cause I've, cause I have a weekend's worth of, of orders to pack, but, but sometimes, some days by the time I get out to the shop, get things fired up, get things rolling, start packing orders and finish packing orders. The first half of the day is gone. And I'm like, all right, I've got four, six hours left of the day, which really doesn't, isn't that much time. I would like to have eight to 10 hours to work on, on, on things I need to work on. Um, so, it, you know, some of those things that I would like to offload, which again, I'm going to be able to do this summer is packing orders, um, uh, I did delegate, uh, answering customer emails to dusty about a year ago. That was one of, that was one of the first things I'm like, dude, I can't do this anymore. <laughs> I, I it, and part of me, you no, know, I agree with you. There was a part of me that did, that, that it was sad to let go of that because I, I really do enjoy talking with the customers. And, and I think, you know, I still ask us every now and then I'm like, Hey, so what kind of things are you hearing from, from customers? Because, you know, you know, because I, I think it's important to at least know that because there's a pulse there that you need to keep your finger on. Right. Of what's going on and how you're doing as a company, you know, how's customer service going? How, 
how is packing and shipping going? You know, how's, how's quality going? Because those are all things that, that, that you get from your customer feedback. And, and if you're not, if you're not getting that feedback, then you just assume everything is fine and you just keep rolling with it. Um, right. So that, that, I think there is an important part of that, but man, that, that takes up so much time. And Dusty's been really good at, um, he's a Google guru. So he, he's figured out, uh, you know, pretty simple way to have auto reply things for a lot of those questions. And so it's just like hotkeys. He had a couple of hotkeys and it automatically sends responses to a lot of those same questions we get over and over again. Um, but yeah, that was one thing that I was super excited to let go of. And again, I, I think my goal for the future, for what I do, I think I think it's I think it's going to be really important. And this is, you know, from my experience so far of seeing the Rask and and stuff is one of my top responsibilities needs to be and. And I got to be honest right now, it's probably my bottom responsibility, but my top responsibility needs to be thinking of that next thing and working on that next thing and prototyping. And, um, and man, I love that stuff. And unfortunately that gets pushed to the very last thing because I have, I have real time things that need done right now. I have product that needs to get done right now to keep this company going. So that's the stuff that my attention goes to. Um, so I need to work on and figure out how to get myself to the point where that can be number one. And I'm purposeful in making time to do that because right now it just gets fit in here and there when I feel like I have the time. Um, and like you, I think it's, it's important for me to be involved in, um, in the marketing side of things and what people see, in the company and, um, and people seeing me and dusty and that just, I think it's important for people. We talked about this before. It's important for people to see us and see what goes on in the business and, um, you know, working on the YouTube channel and a video and stuff. Now I would love to get to the point where I'm just the guy in front of the camera and the idea guy, maybe, and then someone else can do the editing and um, which, which makes me sad because I really enjoy the editing. I'd like, I, I, I love make, I love putting these stories together in these, these YouTube videos and stuff, but it is a time taker when yeah. I talk about things that, that, that take time that, that, uh, that right now I'm not sure necessarily making a lot of money for us. Um, yeah. I, I, I'd like to, I'd like to, and I feel like next year, I feel like we're kind of in this hold pattern right now while I'm waiting for Dusty to be able to be full, full time for me all year long, um, not in between semesters. So I feel like we're in a holding pattern. Um, but as soon as he's able to really take over and I can really de- uh, delegate more to him, I think that's when I'm going to be able to really shift my attention and be and, and be purposeful. And, and honestly, I, I really see next year because I'm going to be able to put, put more attention on that stuff. I really feel like next year is when I'm going to really be able to see a lot more growth. Um, 
like in a lot of areas. So I'm being patient right now and, and just, you know, how things are going, because this is, this is what I'm able to afford right now. Like I, I can't afford to bring somebody on like as a full-time marketing guy, as much as I would love to hire somebody to handle social media and, and content creation and all that stuff. Um, but yeah, it, I think at some point you have to decide between what, what's fun and what you need to do yeah, and, and what you're good at. And you said this too. And I, I, I think it's a really good, really good thing to keep in mind is focus on what you're good at, what you're skilled at. And the first things that you need to delegate are things that you aren't so good at and that you don't enjoy. You know, I, I, I think those are the first things that you, that you need to delegate is, you know, ask yourself, what am I good at and what am I not good at? And how can I unload the things I'm not good at? I mean, I've said this before. The first thing I did was I found an accountant because I am not good and I hate doing accounting stuff. So that was the first thing I was, <laughs> that, was first thing. that was like six, that was like six months into business before I was like, all right, I need an accountant. Yeah, I we we relearned that this year how important it is to you know have an accountant on hand. But yeah, I, I think I think some of it comes down to a pride check too. And you know, I'm not not tooting my own horn here or anything, but I, I feel like I've done okay in this arena. I, I'm not perfect, but I think I've done okay with knowing where I'm best skilled at in the company. I mean, there's times like I said, voids open up you might suck at photo editing or something, but as you start up, you might have to do it and learn it to be able to get your product out there. But then knowing when to kind of dial back things, it's really tough. And I, I know business owners and I know companies who will not hire any employees or will not trust their employees to help them grow the company because of pride and thinking that, I started this thing. I know best, but at the end of the day it is physically impossible for you to do everything for your company. Well, it's just, it is, I mean, yeah. you might be able to do okay, or, or maybe I should put it this way. It'll be physically impossible for you to excel at every arena that your company needs you to be in. You know, like as we started this business, I wasn't, I, I didn't excel at shipping, marketing, customer service, material ordering, um, and prototyping when I did all of that together, because I'd forget, Oh crap, I need to order material. Well, now I'm a week behind. I would not be up to speed on orders because I was focusing on customer communication. So I wasn't able to excel at any of those areas. Um, so I, I, I think that it's very, it's very important to be checking ourselves as well and making sure that we're not assuming that we're really good um, at what we're doing when we might not be, we may not be the best at what we're trying to do. And maybe, maybe it's not even that, but maybe it's just that there's other things that are more important and we just need to be willing to delegate those out and other people might be able to point that out in ourselves and we might be blinded to it. Yeah. I think part of my, I've kind of evolved in my, and this thought in that, like, I, I used to think, man, it's like, I need to be a better multitasker. 
right? I need to be able to do, you, you know, learn how to do more things and be able to just multitask better. And I've changed from that thought process to no, I just, I can't do multiple things at one time and do them all well. I need right. to do one thing at a time and put all my attention into that and then move on to the next thing. I, 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 and I found this just, you know, just like a real life uh, thing that popped up when I kind of realized this is I go out to my shop at night, fire up the CNC machine. And just cause you know, depending on the product, it's about 35 to 45 minutes um, between needing to change stuff out. And there's maybe about five minutes of prep uh, to get the next, next pallet ready to go in. So every 35 to 45 minutes, there's about, you know, I have to stop what I'm doing, go and change the pallet out, which only takes a minute or two, take another five minutes to get things reset. And then I can get back to work, which you got to think my thought process was, you know, I'm out here and I'm doing some engineering work and I'm trying to figure out this, you know, I am working on that next product idea, right. Which is, which is good. And I figure while I'm sitting out here in the shop, I might as well have the CNC machine running because, right. Cause I've got, it's 35 to 45 minutes, you know, which is, you know, it's a decent amount of time to get stuff done in between. But what I found was that, but that 35 to 45 minute interruption every 35 to 45 minutes was killing my, my thought process and my productivity. Right. So just, just that kind of, of thing where I kind of realized, okay, I need to be willing to go out to the shop and just work on engineering. Don't touch a CNC machine because then other things happen too. Like I'll, I'll break an end mill. So now, okay, now I got to change the ML out and I got to catch things back up and it, you know, you know, other things happen with that, that then takes me away from it. And here I, I've, I've been out in the shop for four hours and I've got 30 to 45 minutes of actual dedicated engineering time done. So, right. You know, so that's just been my experiences is I need to stop trying to multitask and focus on one thing. I was listening to a podcast um, probably about a month ago and uh, and the two guys were, were kind of talking about a similar thing and they were, they kind of equated it to a surgeon, right? A surgeon goes into do their job. They have, everything is prepped. They have a team of people there that are going to do all the other tasks that need done. The, sur- the surgeon has one task to do. And sometimes it's for hours and hours on end, but it's, but it like, they don't even pick up their own tools. A lot of times they're handed to them. They're, they're, they're that, that focus driven on that one task that they'll, that they don't do anything else from that. And there's a reason why surgeons make the money they do and are as as successful as they are. And they save lives and stuff like that because they are so task driven on that one thing. So I feel like I need to become more surgeon like in what 
I do and not so multitasker stuff all over the place. So that, that's something that's really changed in my mindset over, over the last four years. And, and frankly, that's something that I couldn't afford to do in the beginning because as a beginning business bootstrapper, you have, you have no choice but to do five things at once. So, yeah, you know, one of the, one of the things that I really struggle with is as I'm working on something, say I say I'm laying out my day and I'm, I'm thinking, you know what, I'm going to work on these photos that I took on the range. I'll be working on them. And then all of a sudden I'm like, Oh man, I forgot to email this guy. And so I'll quick jump over and email that person or, and then all of a sudden it's, it's kind of like one of those things where someone will ask a question and I'll go deal with that. And then I guess what I'm getting at is there's so much stuff that snowballs out of my day. Yeah. It's very difficult for me to, when that comes up and I see, Oh man, I got an email Jason with whatever department. Yep. It's hard for me to just write a note down and and say to myself, you know what, I'm just going to email him because I, I really struggle. And it goes back to what I said a couple minutes ago. I struggle with not doing things that are going to bring income directly into the company. And, And maybe that's a good thing to balance that sometimes, but it, it also affects my focus. Yeah, where and I totally get that. There's, there's I don't days have an answer for it. <laughs> no, it, it, there. Yeah, I, I totally relate with that. There, there, there are days where, where I hit the shop and I'm ready to go, and I've got my, my main tasks to do for the day. And next thing I know, it's time to close out the shop. And I think back through the day, and I'm like, I did one of these tasks today, and I did. 50 other little things just like that. Oh, it, it, it might be a call incoming that, you know, I need to pick this up or, or I think of somebody they need to call or I need a text or an email I got to answer or, or, or there's a million things come up that I'm right. like, you know what, this will take two minutes to do. I'll just do it and just, and, and just get it knocked out. And then 50 of those things later, the day's over. And uh, man, the, that yeah it's those things that kill me too and no matter what i do even when i get to the point where i can delegate all of neo mag to dusty you know say next year and and i'm able to really just focus on engineering stuff more i mean that that same stuff's still gonna happen you know i'm I'm never gonna get away from that so yeah and that's why i said i i don't have an answer for it i don't I, i don't think that it's I mean, there's definitely times I'll put it this way. There's definitely times that I know that my brain can be super distractible. I, I can go off on a mental road trip sometimes on this tangent that I probably shouldn't. Um, so there is, there is an aspect of just holding myself accountable to, to my job. And, and part of it, I think it's important. It's something we talk about all the time is having really clear job descriptions of your team and knowing who does what and then delegating that out. So I know that if this happens while I'm focusing on this task, well, that's in Ethan's wheelhouse. And I've done that before to Mark where Mark will come in and, and ask me a question because he, he didn't know where Ethan's at, but I'm in the middle of something. And sometimes the answer is that that's Ethan's wheelhouse. You know, he has the information, he has the answer. So um, I, I don't step away from what I'm doing. Um, to to get involved in something that's not 
um, in my job description or in my area of, I'm going to say expertise. I mean, I, I know what's going on in the shop, but there's times where if somebody would ask me a question or say something like, Hey, I'm having a problem with this jig or whatever is going on in the shop. I don't know the whole backstory. So until I would actually figure out what's being produced, who's doing it, all that stuff, it's just easier for Ethan to answer the question. So just knowing where my boundaries are sometimes um, and knowing when to, to point people other directions is also something that sometimes I struggle with, but sometimes I, I feel it. Like, it's like that with everything. Like sometimes I struggle with this stuff and sometimes I I feel like I do really well with it, but it can be really frustrating trying to figure out exactly what route you're supposed to go. And I, I find myself sometimes kicking myself, not, not even kicking myself, just being hard on myself when I feel like I had those days where I, I didn't really get anything done. Nothing that I did could contribute to the quote unquote growth of the company um, so yeah, I think that's just the reality of what we face and then trying to be fluid so we can adapt to it. That's, that's so easy to say it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But yeah, it's, what you got going it's on today? what's your, uh, what's your task for today? Well, I still have to go through all those photos from Michigan. That's what was on my, this is like that perfect example. I had that on my plate and on my list last week and it just kept getting pushed off onto the the back burner, but I am going to work on them today. Try to get those out to people who were shooting at the range in Michigan. Um, I need to work on the second part of our, of my little vlog that I did of the trip because it got way too long to put into one video. So that's on my list of things to do before Friday. And Friday, I'm actually off work. I'm heading to a friend's cabin. So I'm taking a long weekend, just me and him and some of his his family. So that'll be fun, kind of another opportunity to turn my brain off a little bit. Yeah. Aside awesome. from that, this week, it's one of those weeks where I feel kind of bad because I don't really have a ton of planned things going on. There's a lot of different aspects of some of these products that we're going to be releasing that I'm kind of working through. I'm focused on a couple different things in that arena. And again, I, I sometimes guilt trip myself because it's like, well, that's a new product and that's great and everything, but it's taken away from all this other stuff and there's no guarantee that it's going to be successful and all of that. But I'm, I'm kind of going through the list and knocking a lot of that different stuff off this week so that as we get into our busier season, I'm, I have that stuff done. Um, one of the products coming up, there's just a couple little things that I've got to figure out. And most of it's process related, trying to make sure that we're efficient with producing it. But I want to get that all done and finished so that when it's time to pull the trigger, we're just ready to go. Um, so that's pretty much what my week looks like as of right now. What about you? Awesome. Um, I'm hoping to to be able to have some more time to to work on a couple other ideas that I have and actually try to get get the wheels turning on them. Um, like I said, I'm kind of caught up on, on machining and Dusty's here, so I'm hoping to not 
have to pack an order or anything. I do need to do some video editing. Um, the NRA trip video uh, should be up today on my YouTube channel. I think about two or three o'clock. I think I might go up by the time this podcast comes out. Uh, it'll be a week later, but uh, make sure you guys go, go check that out to see the shenanigans that, uh, that Jared and me and Dusty got into on that trip. So I'm, I'm really excited for people to see that, but uh, I got some other editing to do and I need to take and edit some more pictures and stuff. So hoping to do a little bit of, of uh, content prep and engineering. That's what I would love to do this week. Nice. Yeah. So we're kind of on the same page there. Yep working kind of the same angle. You know what I, what I really love about that though, when I'm doing drawings or I'm working on products or even photo editing, I get to turn on music and kind of just get into my flow, which is refreshing sometimes when I'm on the phone with customers, obviously I'm not listening to music or if I'm trying to build a relationship with a department or something, it's, you know, it's different. There's a lot of the mental mental stuff that goes into that. So it's nice to sometimes turn that, not that, I mean, the engineering obviously has a mental aspect and you're thinking through things and designing, but it's different. Sometimes it's nice to switch it up. Yeah, for sure. So, well, we are at the end. Yep. We're about an hour. So you want to close us out for the episode? Yeah. If, uh, you would like to get in contact contact with us please you can send us an email forging the journey at gmail.com you can follow us and get to us on instagram at forging the journey and facebook we have a we have a closed group but just hit invite and we would love to have you in there and uh and, and continue the conversation there uh, you can also follow uh, me and my my company instagram is the neomag and it's the same on on facebook and YouTube. Nice. And if you guys want to see what we have going on in in my realm, the company again is called TA Targets. And that's at TA Targets on Instagram. You can type that in on Facebook. It'll get you there as well. Uh, if you want to see my personal shenanigans that I get into, you can check out Keystone Carry on Instagram or YouTube kind of a behind the scenes of what else I, I do outside of the realm of just my business so awesome yeah cool man alright man it's been good I appreciate it and uh you have an awesome week you too man take care see ya